0: Beetlejuice is considered one of the funniest movies of all time according to AFI and definitely one of the best horror comedies. It was the breakthrough moment for Winona Ryder and Tim Burton.
1: And let's just remind everyone how great, beautiful, and amazing
0: Winona Ryder is. She is amazing. But also, Michael Keaton, he's amazing in this too. This is 80's Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Beetlejuice is about a nice newly dead married couple who are so desperate to get obnoxious New Yorkers out of their country home. They contact a demon to exorcise the living.
1: Who is super rapey and really creepy.
0: He is super rapey. <laughs> like he's so rapey. It really, you know, again these are one of these things you look back and you think did that have to be in there? But I, but this one I actually—it's like, yeah, that makes sense. No, I know. Yeah. I kind of go back and forth on this. I'm like, well, you know, he's very obsessed with this teen girl, marrying the teen girl, wanting to spend time with the teen girl. In the meantime, with every woman he's touching them inappropriately. He's he just made—he the first time he saw um Deb. Barbara, Barbara. he like made out with her
1: and that was weird. And then, like, he tried to look up her skirt and, like, you know, all that. And she was like, let's get out of here. (laughs) Like, why are we here right now? I do not trust this guy. Right. And then later was like, ooh, they have a fine 16 year old. Like, I want her Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it just escalated from there.
0: Yeah. I don't even think she's supposed to be 16 in the movie. I think she's supposed to be younger than that. But then I think about it and Barbara calls him a pervert. She says, I don't want to call him because I don't want him around Lydia mm-hmm. and uh, Winona Ryder's character, the teen- teenager. And I think that's, you know, he is an awful creature. He is a demon. He yeah. is the worst, you know? Yeah. And so, of course, he is handsy, inappropriate, rapey, you know? He's the worst. Yeah. (laughs) So I almost give that a pass. And there is a scene in the film, and this is where my brain also went like, oh, really? Come on, you know, 80s movie. Because this was a kid's movie, okay? Like, this was a movie that kids saw. It actually became an animated series, (laughs) back when we called them cartoons. Yeah. Um, uh, Where Lydia... And Beetlejuice went through, you know, like where, where basically Beetlejuice took Lydia through the um, the underworld. <laughs> like that's they went on adventures, and that was the animated series. Um, but nice. I, but the scene where you know the the girls, 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 uh, strip club pops up, yeah, and that's what the distracts, house yeah, and that distracts Beetlejuice <laughs> into going there and and, and stopping. Uh, bothering the Maitlands yeah. and the family living there. And that's when they get pulled in by Juno, who are like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, that was my idea. You're welcome. Yeah. Get your act together. Right, right. So, I, again, it felt like, ugh, you know, especially because this is for kids, but for the 80s, it wasn't bad, you know? I mean,
1: like, if I... Like, like, I was watching Back to the Future, like, when I was, like, super little. Like, one of my favorite movies. And there are, like, I don't know if they call it a whore... I, I don't know if it was a whorehouse, but in the third one, they have, like, like, kind of, like, strippers in, like, the cowboy era. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's
0: definitely, like... Oh, yeah, those would be prostitutes. Yeah, yeah no, well, yeah.
1: no, the prostitutes that hang up on the side of the bars. Those are prostitutes. Yeah, those, yeah.
0: Those are for sure prostitutes. Yeah, so, like,
1: I even knew that as, like... Not an 80s kid.
0: <laughs> like, no, but in watching 80s movies. Yeah. Because oh, pff, yeah. there's always, and that's what's wrong with your parents. Because in every film, even movies made with kids in mind, knowing that that's who's going to see this movie, they still have, uh, you know, they, that's, they, they include something sexual in there. You know, there has yeah. to be... Well, it, like, here's the thing. There kind of has
1: to be, like, a medium... For the parents, too, because they're obviously not just trying to aim towards 13-year-olds. They also want to aim towards, like, 20, 30, 40-year-olds. Right, right. So it'll still be funny in all categories. But for some reason, all adult movies have to have something sexual or have drugs or, like, alcohol in it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, so, you know, as I've gone through, um, uh, I'm not in any way suggesting I am hilarious, but I have done... um, improv comedy a lot during the years and um and, and had an improv comedy radio show and the idea that that was interesting to me is it changed and on radio especially um because there were restrictions and then I was on Sirius where we had no restrictions and the thought was you could do this like you could curse but what does that get you? You could be really sexual or, you know, and say, that, but what does that get you? Isn't it more challenging to you as a performer to not say the words, to not, you know, yeah. innuendo is always more funny than saying it. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that, that's a, a, an evolution from the 80s. Speaking of that, um, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. what are what is your thoughts on that character when he comes on screen and he's you know your introduction to him I mean what is your brain thinking um scam artist
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah. the f- like <clears throat> his commercial that came up like well first of all in the paper it doesn't give you like <clears throat> I know it's not supposed to give you any information Mm-hmm. but it doesn't give you any information about it and then the commercial comes up and it looks like this cheap little like I have this big bright sign, and like just that, <laughs> and it's like in a dark graveyard kind of area, and like he's like, Yeehaw, come on down to whatever. It sounds like a bad car salesman. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I think like a, a sleazy used car salesman yeah. is
0: exactly who he is. He's yeah. a con man, he's a hookster, you yeah. can't trust him. Um, but what did you think of of the character of like Michael Keaton in that- role because to me it just comes at you you're just like what is this I've never seen anything like this on the screen before well he's just like I think he did it like pretty well (laughs) (laughs)
1: like he like went in with that character that voice uh huh oh no right (laughs) yeah
0: so um, his
1: voice was the thing I was thinking about the whole time like when he was doing stuff like that
0: well to me what what got my attention is how comedy has changed um, in the sense that at that particular moment in time, in the late 80s, early 90s, we had these, these guys doing these big characters. You had Robin Williams, you know, because to me that character was uniquely Michael Keaton, but you could see Robin Williams playing it. It's almost like yeah. Robin Williams as, a, uh, as uh, the genie in Aladdin. You know, it's just like so much going on, so much words, so many things. You know, yeah. everything was just flying at you, and you're just like, what's happening? Um, I could see Jim Carrey yeah, in that role. I could definitely see Jim Carrey in that role. Yeah. And that's, I think, because at the time, um, we just had this really kind of over the top, you know, comedy that was just so in your face. And I feel like we've edged away from that. We've gotten, you know, we kind of went through this path where we were in the, uh, man-child comedy, right? Where you have the Will Ferrells and um, and that kind of... that, Which kind
1: of, is my comedy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And then you've got, like, you know, and the Judd Apatow comedy kind of hangs on that. and and But you have more realistic characters. So they kind of slowly become more realistic characters. Whereas that was... Nothing Jim Carrey ever did in those early days was realistic. You yeah. know, the guy in the mask... Or Ace Ventura. Uh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> Those were not people you saw in real life. I know,
1: but Ace Ventura is the best movie.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It's just it's so funny. I mean, he talks out of his butt. But like <laughs> 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 But it that but you know that that's going a little far. Like you wouldn't necessarily see I don't know. You might see Seth Rogen talk out of his butt. I take that back. But uh, (laughs) but it just to me struck me that that was what was going on at the time. But Jonah Hill definitely talk out of his butt. Probably. (laughs) I don't think Jonah Hill acts like he's like so far past all that. So I don't know. They're actually they had a hard time casting this film. Um, They it took them twenty weeks. In, in once production started to actually start shooting because they couldn't find anybody to play Beetlejuice. And the reason I guess apparently Tim Burton originally wanted Sammy Davis Jr., who I don't even think you know who that is. No, but I don't. if you know the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, these guys from the fifties and sixties who yeah, were like the no. cool kids. They were like the George Clooney, yeah, Matt no. Damon, Brad Pitts of that time. Yeah, no. And he was like the one black guy. And so <laughs> and uh uh and so he thought he'd be a good character. I'm not really sure why I'm going to research that, we put it up on 80s movie guide. Let's why hope it that.
1: wasn't racist in any way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hope. Well, by the way, might have been nice because there was, well, might have and then no. might not have. Because he's the, bad, he's the bad guy, but he also helps, so I'm not sure if he's a bad guy. But the point is, is then he would be, would be the black guy being the bad guy. Yeah. And I don't think that would be any better. But exactly. there was not one person of color in this film.
1: I know. I was thinking about that, because right after we watched Beetlejuice, I watched Edward Scissorhands, and in Edward Scissorhands, like, it's just a community of like white women, and like only white women and white children. Even the crazy characters like pale, pale white, but the only... like. But I was like, there's a black cop.
0: <laughs> That's it. I just hope it wasn't yet another of your dreary suicide attempts. So, to me, there's something else about the film that I think is worth addressing, which is, and this is what's wrong with your parents, is it makes light of suicide. It it makes light of suicide while also addressing suicide. It's not a message movie. It's not telling you... There's nobody walks away Well, okay. with some sort of big lesson.
1: Yeah. So, like, well, here's the thing. Like, Lydia was like she like was gonna commit suicide or whatever and then she tells barbara she was like but i want to be dead too and barbara's like it doesn't help (laughs) like like i think the message was i for the suicide part i think the message was it doesn't help like it's either living or like it's
0: just as complicated there's just as much red tape yeah um in, in the afterlife. Yeah. If you're not going to... There's your, no reason. Like, yeah, don't yeah. think you're escaping, you yeah. know, existence just by offing yourself. And exactly. I think that might be the message. Yeah. And there was... Uh, and, you know, that, uh, the idea that the... You know, that you become a civil servant. Um, yeah,
1: that was... I took that... Because he was, like... That guy, o- Otho or whatever. Uh-huh. He was, like... Um, yeah, don't you know, in the, like, if you commit suicide in the afterlife, you become a servant? And, like, that's so, actually, yeah. actually what
0: it was. Right, right. You become a civil servant, meaning you have to work for the government and be, like, you know, it's like, I mean, where they have to go to, to deal with the... Um, administration of the afterlife is Mm -hmm. basically a combo of the dmv and a doctor's waiting room where you're just (laughs) sitting around forever and it's so painful and awful um because you don't know what's happening (laughs) so you just have to sit there for like 10 million people in front of you Mm -hmm, exactly um So, but at the same time, Oltho makes fun of the dinner... Oh, wait. There was one person of color. There was the Asian...
1: Oh, well, she was, like... Oh, my God. She was, like, slightly Asian. (laughs) She was, like, 25%.
0: Okay, we are not going to get into who's Asian enough. She was Asian. (laughs) It counts as as Asian American. Like, Like, I mean, she, like...
1: (laughs) She was, like, straight up just, like, a brunette
0: girl with, like... Like, just a little paler and, like... I, I know, but we can't get into, you can't decide someone is not ethnic enough. By the way, I was thinking about this the other day, that, you know, even though we've decided not to do a 23 me, like, I kind of want to do one on you, because I, I want to know what your, we, we know that your dad has some percentage of Native American in him. Yeah. And his body type and your body type resemble that. Like, he doesn't have any um, chest hair yeah, or, or anything like that. He's he's got the physique of a Native American, and but we don't ever want to say after what happened with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, <laughs> you, no, you don't want to be proud of your small percentage of Native American heritage for fear that you'll get raked over the coals. Well, no,
1: I, yeah, I I will. I got your fair Irish skin, freckly, yeah, and white, and very and easily an sunburnt an skin, ability to tan, yes, yes, and <laughs> sensitive too. <laughs> My face is sensitive. Uh, and that really makes me mad because mm-hmm. my dad's nice and tan, tan and I know. and not doesn't have as many freckles.
0: Yeah, that didn't work out for you. <laughs> Sorry, I, I actually mentally hoped for you that you would tan. So when you were when you were growing in my womb, <laughs> but that part didn't work out. Apologies. Um, okay, so back to the suicide. Um, so yeah, so he so although makes fun of her for. Oh, I hope this isn't another one of your suicide dreary suicide attempts, you know, and just act, and making fun of her for it. And then, of course, they do show um, Lydia writing a suicide letter, and they so they kind of address it. But then, it, it what's interesting too, and they don't really get into this is you know that means that Juno, you know, the their caseworker yeah. or um, detective or whatever she is, she committed suicide. Yeah, and. Beetlejuice committed suicide because he's, um, because he was her assistant. Yeah. Before he became a freelance bio-exorcist or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Wait, what do you think happened?
1: Because he's all green and gooey. Do you think he, like drowned himself in the ocean or something?
0: Um, well, I read, and I i don't know where they got it from, because I'm still in my research phase here, but that he... So first of all, I do know the script changed enormously, that the initial script was much more gruesome, mm-hmm. and that he was... That Beetlejuice was... Uh, really perverted and like a, a way rapier and 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 just a, a lot more a lot more awful yeah um and so they toned that down and they you know they kind of tried to make it more comedic and they rewrote the whole script and so then there's some, certain things that didn't make it in so i read that maybe in an earlier draft it was explained that he had um committed suicide by hanging Adam will drag you out by the ropes you hanged yourself with i didn't commit suicide it doesn't matter the height of suicide in modern times was in the late 80s to early 90s. That is the highest suicide rate. mm mm-hmm. um, so, And you see that in Heathers, right? With the next Winona Ryder movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, is there kind of light about suicide there, too? Now, that movie is not about suicide, but they are... Well, I mean... It, it's light I, about it, suicide. Eh. Well, it's really about murder. <laughs> I mean, Heather's is about murder. It's half suicide, half murder. They they are using suicide as the, as excuse. the excuse. Exactly. And, and that's because there was it, there was a high suicide rate and people were paying attention to the fact yeah. that the suicide rate was going up. But the fact that people are being light about it. Yeah. is really what's a little bizarre. And people, it just feels like people weren't connecting depression to that. Yeah. I mean, clearly Lydia is depressed. Yeah. She was depressed in New York. Oh, we moved you to the country and you're just going to be as depressed here. And I don't think they even used that word. Yeah. But that's obviously what's going on when yeah. she's like, I, you know, oh, well, we're going to make you a dark room downstairs. My world is a dark room. <laughs> a dark room. You know, I mean, she's depressed. Yeah. That's why, and the only people she finds as friends, even by the end of the movie, are the ghosts. Yeah.
1: I am alone. I am utterly alone. (laughs) By the time you read this, I will be gone. Having jumped, having plummeted off the winter river bridge. People are really light about it in here, but the thing is, is like now, like, I say, oh my god, I want to kill myself, like, every day. (laughs) Like, any sort of inconvenience happens, Mm -hmm. And, and it's not just me, it's like all my friends, like, literally all my friends are like oh fuck i want to kill myself right now. But did like
0: you but do you do you don't you feel that people are very aware of of uh you know people feeling suicidal now and take it much more seriously. Well we take it seriously when that person's
1: actually like going through something like obviously like if i just if i messed up on an order at work and i accidentally put tomatoes on a burger that someone asked for no tomatoes i'm like Ugh, kill myself, because now I have to deal with this embarrassment, have to deal with all this, but if someone's, like, actually going through something, like, their mom just died, (laughs) or something like that, like, that's a totally different story, and, like, you can also see it through social media posts, like, the way they post, if someone, like, doesn't post very often, or, like, doesn't post anything at all, or if they do post, it's kind of, like, I don't know, not happy
0: <laughs> do you <laughs> or think something? then do you think then that your a group set recognizes that and says okay we need to respond you know so and so is feeling well everyone suicidal. checks
1: up on on each other all the time like people i haven't talked to in like you know like months will hit me up and they're like hey like are you okay like what's what's happening with your life right now like haven't seen you in a minute like mm-hmm. everyone wants to catch up like i like i saw a thing um, I saw an article and it was like like 50% of teens say they have no friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, I mean, from my point of view, I feel like everyone has a friend. Like, you know furries, the people that like to <laughs> yes. dress up and um, be weird? Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> there was actually a ton of those at um redonda i don't want to say those but like <laughs> their category mm-hmm. so people who are passionate mm-hmm. about dressing up like stuffed animals like yeah so i i mean i sat next to this girl in math class and like i she she was really smart like whatever just normal girl and like she was always drawing in her notebook and then it was like really sick art too but then she started drawing animals, uh-huh. and then she started drawing My Little Ponies all the time, and then she showed up um, with to school with My Little Pony leggings on, uh-huh. and then she wore fangs to school and like the eye stuff, which I honestly have done before when I was like in middle school. But <laughs> then. <laughs> Our math class goes on a little break because it's a two hour class so every hour we go on like a little walk around then we come back to the classroom and I saw her wearing a tail. and So I I told my friend about it. I was like this girl is wearing a tail to school and like my friend was like furries don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like (laughs) they do not care what you think. Like they are animals. They are wolves. they They are their own person and they don't give a fuck about your thoughts. Like, (laughs) straight up, they could care less. And, like, they're all friends, too. Like, they're all friends. They have a sense
0: of community. Yeah, they have
1: their own community. And, like, I think that's great. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like everyone has their own community. Yeah. They're their own, like, no one... No one doesn't have any friends. Like, people
0: can feel alone. They can feel alone. And social media can... uh, the, the, The fact that we can connect all day long on our computers and not actually have to talk to people yeah. is is a real concern because that feeling of, a, uh, of of solitude, feeling like you don't have friends, even if that's not exactly true, yeah, is amplified.
1: Yeah. Like, someone cares about you, like, at your school. Mm-hmm. Like, not just your parents. You know what I mean? Like, someone always does. And, like, even if I'm um, home in my bed watching Netflix and I want to be hanging out with my friends, like... If I hit up, like, a couple of them and they're all busy or saying no, then I get, I'm always like, ugh, like, I I have no friends. Like, I have no one to hang out with out of all the people I know. I can't hang out with anyone right now. Like, I don't want to be bored in my room doing this. And then I just feel super lonely. And then I'm just like, Celeste, can you get off work already so we can hang out?
0: And then I'm like, hey, you can hang out with me. And I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm just going to stay in my room and be depressed. Yes. Uh well, like Lydia, m- like
1: most teenagers.
0: <laughs> well, Lydia does definitely doesn't have any friends when we see her in the movie because they've just uprooted her. Well, yeah, she's new. That's a different story. And it's it's definitely and it seems to be summertime, so but it's I mean, more challenging.
1: Yeah, but then at the end of the movie, she's at once she gets to school, like when she gets on her bike to go home,
0: she says bye to people. Like people are like, "Bye, Lydia." Uh one of the original so. endings actually had her family moving back to New York, and Lydia being raised by the Maitlands. <laughs> I'm glad that's they what I
1: thought would happen, to be honest. like yeah. I mean, technically, I think that's what they did, except like... They left the parents there. They, the parents were there. They were just like... Upstairs. I mean, it's their property. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so they
0: found a way to go habitate, which I think was the good, en- w- w- which was the right ending for the film. Yeah,
1: because I think like they're they first they're all sympathetic mm-hmm. in a way.
0: And in another version of the film, um, another original ending was that Beetlejuice is you know is is exorcised himself, and they do an exorcism. So which makes sense because they show you you know oh this is what happens to the the spirits who've been exorcised yeah. they kind of behind that door the, oh, and they we, never do a call back to that
1: see that's what they need to put in the sequel
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the sequel they should do an actual exorcism because they say that like it's like a bio exorcism or whatever whatever it was that's what he is mm-hmm. or his right tried to be labeled so i want to actually see that and see how the ghosts get into that little room those demon ghosts mm-hmm. like that would have been a whole... Like, they definitely need to make a prequel of that.
0: Well, this is a great film. It is one of my three favorite afterlife movies. Um, Defending Your Life is one of my favorites. We're going to review that one. And then um, What Dreams May Come, that, that, that comes later, uh, with Robin Williams. That's in the 90s. But another great film about what it's like after death. But for now, that's it for Beetlejuice. I'm Tara McNamara.
1: And I'm Riley Roberts. Remember that Winona writer is great. And Thank you.
0: Winona forever. Uh, you can follow us at 80s Movie Guide on social media pretty much all of them. And it is Movie Shake, 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 sonora shake your body liner. Shake, shake,
1: shake, Sinora, shake it all the time. Work, 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 Sinora, work your body liner. Work, 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 Sinora, work it all the time. My girl's name is Sonora. I tell you friends I adore her. And when she dances, oh brother, she's a hurricane in all kinds of weather. Jump in the line, rock your body and time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, rock your body and time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, rock your body and time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, rock your body and time. Huh?